Mercifully hear the prayers of thy people and grant us thy peace in our times. Words taken from today's collect. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Abbey, very dear faithful, mercifully hear the prayers of thy people and grant us thy peace in our times. Once again, it seems if Holy Mother Church composed the text of today's Mass for us now in this year 2021. Currently, there is confusion in mainstream medicine. There is confusion in our government. There is confusion in law and order. And there is confusion among many members of the Church. Today, let us redress the situation and restore peace to our soul. St. Augustine defined peace as the tranquility of order. But first we must distinguish true peace from false peace. False peace is a compromise that we make to avoid having to come to grips with something we've done or a compromise in having to act in conformity with our faith. It could be someone who has silenced their conscience, denying their sin, forcing their conscience to be muzzled and choked. It could be someone who does not want to amend their life, and so they change their beliefs. False peace could be someone who is afraid of what others will say, and so they do not say anything when their friends blaspheme. When their fellow workers gossip and detract others, they listen without saying a word. When they hear neighbors attacking the church and they say nothing, when they hear sinners speak well of abortion and contraception, and they do not speak up for the millions of innocent lives killed in the womb. False peace can superficially appear to give the signs of peace because no one is upset, but underneath their faith and charity have been suppressed as they've denied their conscience and compromised their faith to human respect and honors. Thus, by their compromise in failing to correct the sinner, they now have become an accomplice in their sin. Sometimes false peace is motivated by sloth, which sees the spiritual act one must do as something difficult, and so they do nothing. They appear to have peace, but their heart is frozen cold without the flame of God's love. If this is us, which probably it is in one way or another, we must invite the Holy Ghost into our heart so that our conscience is made conformable to God's eternal law and that our actions are judged according to His ways and not the world's. Sadly, many souls will go to hell because some are afraid of speaking the truth of Jesus Christ and many souls will go to hell because they silence, they silence their own conscience and follow the worldly ways that bring false peace. And false peace can also be motivated by overactivity and fake piety and fake charity. Sloth is motivated by an absence of charity, but overactivity is motivated by an excess of improper love. Overactivity is another form of false peace because one gives the impression that they do many works motivated by love but their love is impure as it is tainted with human respect, honors, and pride. 
When a father or mother of a family is too busy about things outside the family that they neglect their duties inside the family, there may be a false piece of praise for their efforts outside, but their conscience about their duties in the home has been silenced. To avoid household responsibilities, they've busied themselves outside so that they do not have to face their duties inside the home. We Catholics must never be afraid of the truth. We must always love the truth because the truth leads us to our beloved. The truth leads us to Jesus Christ. There is no other truth than Jesus Christ as he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we want true peace, we must ask ourselves, which side am I on? Am I with Jesus Christ or the world? Am I with the Catholic Church or am I a pagan worshiping false idols? Do I accept and proclaim all the teachings of the Church or do I subject the teachings of the Church to my own intelligence? Do I belong to God who has the absolute rights over me as my Creator and Redeemer or do I follow the devil? Do I want true peace or false peace? Will I live a life of faith, hope, and charity, or a life of pleasure, comfort, and ease? For true peace, we also must not be misinformed. Hate and anger in and of themselves are not necessarily bad. Peace stems from love, from union of the will with our beloved. If our love is morally good, hate and anger that arise from the attacking of that good object are judged to be morally good. For example, when we have hate because of sin that insults the goodness, honor, and love of Almighty God, that is a morally good hate. If we do not have the love of God, we will never have the peace of God. Unless we hate sin, we will never have the peace of God because our love is not morally good. However, this hate must never be directed to a person on whom God desires conversion. In practice, anger is hard to judge because we are so full of pride and self-love which easily cause us to misjudge attacks on our personal good to be causes against God. Thus, St. Francis de Sales wisely discourages anyone to act while angry and to seek clemency and mercy on the opposing party. To have the peace of God, first our heart must be filled with the love of God and with humility, acknowledging our own sins, our own faults, in our own failures. For this, St. Paul says in today's epistle, not minding high things, but consenting to the humble. Many of us like to criticize others, but often we are at fault too. We like to point out the corruption of politicians who have made immoral compromises. But every sin is a compromise in choosing false peace rather than the true peace that requires sacrifice and moral strength. Peace is the tranquility of order. The true peace of Jesus Christ requires the order of all of our actions, 
words, and thoughts to be in conformity to the order of God's will and his law. To make a compromise in accepting abortion for cases of rape, compromising in accepting contraception, compromising in changing our apostolic and traditional beliefs to not offend non-Catholics, compromising in saying one does not have to be baptized to be saved, compromising in saying impure media is better than rape, compromising our statements so that we are not censored by big tech, all these compromises betray the peace of Jesus Christ. This is very important, and we cannot expect the impossible. Not everyone will like us because of our Catholic faith. That is fine. But we owe our Catholic faith to give the best defense of the truth of Jesus Christ and not water it down with compromises that betray our allegiance to the truth and the true peace of Jesus Christ. We do not want a false peace of the world because it will not last as its foundation is sand. Now more than ever, we need apostles who are motivated by the love of God with their hearts on fire to bring his peace to a world set ablaze by revolutions, riots, and lies coming from the devil. Speak the truth of Jesus Christ with great charity and faith, with great clarity and beauty, with gentleness and reason, and speak the truth of Jesus Christ with great humility and honesty to plant the seed for God to fructify. Peace is the tranquility of order and not the absence of conflict. Even the heavenly angels had to fight, as we read in the book of Revelation, and there was a great battle in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon fought with his angels. As peace is the tranquility of order, we can have peace in times of spiritual and material battles, in prosperity and in poverty, because peace comes from the union of our will with the will of God. Whether we are on our deathbed with illness or being persecuted for our faith, having children yell around the house and in our ear, having bosses criticize us for not dotting our eye, or being demoted or fired for our religious beliefs, we can have interior peace because our life is ordered in conformity to God's will. Ironically, the greatest peace that one can have is when we are persecuted for the faith because this is the way of our Lord himself. He said, Blessed are ye when they shall revile you and persecute you and speak all that is evil against you untruly for my sake. Be glad and rejoice, for your reward is very great in heaven. It is easy to believe ourselves united to God's will when everything is easy, comfortable, and conformable to our wishes and desires. But when we are persecuted and continue to serve God faithfully, with great zeal and perseverance, then our peace is true because we are united to the will of God in carrying our cross. Thus, St. Paul says in today's epistle, Use your gifts according to the rule of faith, showing mercy and cheerfulness, hating that which is evil, cleaving to that which is good, 
loving one another with the charity of brotherhood, patient in tribulation, constant in prayer, and blessing them that persecute you. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the prayers of thy people and grant us peace in our times. My dear faithful, let us fervently beseech our Lord at this holy mass for his peace to put out the flames of lies, violence, and compromise of our world that has given itself to the devil. Avoiding all compromises with false peace, let our love be the love of God, attentive to the rights and duties of God, and our duties of charity according to our state of life. In these dark times where sin is glorified, where sin is praised and celebrated, while the ways of God are trampled upon, let us seek to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, standing up for the rights of God with courage, clarity, and humility. We owe God, we owe our church, we owe our family, and we owe our neighbor to be the best witnesses of our Catholic faith and the love of God so that our world can experience the true and eternal peace of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.